This song's called Anything Anything. Go on Twitter, stop following Sarah Palin, and instead go follow Rich Russo, which is at DJ Rich Russo, because by following Sarah Palin, you're just giving that homophobe more fuel. I don't know if you're going to be able to use that one, but... <laughs> you should say who you are. <laughs> oh, and this is Jack. And I back that I said... <laughs> to get better so I put a bullet where I should have put a helmet and I crashed my car cause I want to get carried away that's why I'm standing on the overpass screaming at myself hey I want to get
It's Anything Anything. I'm Rich Russo and Bleachers with I Want to Get Better. Been playing that song for a few weeks now, and the response I've been getting from you all has been fantastic. Bleachers is, of course, part of the ongoing musical evolution of Jack Antonoff. Jack's evolution and maybe even tentacles in this music scene just keeps on rolling. We know him from Steel Train, one of my favorite bands from Jersey, and a mainstay of this radio program. We also know him from fun as guitarist and songwriter in that Grammy-winning band. He's also written songs with Tegan and Sarah, Taylor Swift, Sarah Bareilles, and oh yeah, on the personal side, he's dating that girl that hosted SNL last night. Please welcome back to the Anything Anything radio program via the magic of iPhones, my good friend Jack Antonoff. How you doing? How's it going, buddy? <laughs> Great. It's a pretty bombastic intro. I figured you'd like the bombastic intro. I like it. It was big. I think my favorite part was the magic of iPhones. <laughs> the magic of iPhones, which is yeah. good. So please, we apologize for any uh, typos, I guess. Um, <laughs> so let's discuss bleachers, obviously. First, the name. Is it bleachers as in like high school gym bleachers or like bleachers, like someone who's dying their hair? It's, it's, it's more in the high school gym sense. There's something, um, there's something about music and when I was writing music that kind of made me go back to growing up in New Jersey. And I don't, I don't know specifically where I got the name Bleachers. What I do know is that I, there's this song on the album, and it was like um, one of the first songs I wrote, and, and it really kind of like embodied the sound of what I thought the project was. And I, and I, I named the song Bleachers, and I didn't know why. And, and it's like you know how this is. Like sometimes when you're working on something, you'll have a working title, and sometimes it'll be like, you know, like as like mundane as like the date and the hotel room you're in. And sometimes it's just like a word or a feeling. And there's no lyric bleachers in the song, but I named the song Bleachers, and I was like, this song is really everything I'm trying to do. And then when I thought about naming the project, I was like, I didn't want to, I didn't want to call it my name because I thought it deserved to have its own identity. Um, I was just like, this is it. Like, this is the feeling. And, and, and it's sort of grown in my head into just all these different areas of what it means to me, but it really just came from this, like, organic place of, like, you know, working on a demo when it was called Bleachers, and I was like, this song, this title, this just feels like everything I'm doing. And the, so, and the song, I Want to Get Better, when I first heard it, first of all, the production just jumped out at me. It has so much texture, and obviously I heard traces of Steel Train in it, as well as some Jersey in it with, you know, Parkway Lines, and even a nod to Springsteen somewhat, as the lyrics are kind of 10 years burning down the road, the story that you're telling in it, as the character in Born USA does, as well as it's got some dancing in the dark imagery in it. Is that something you were conscious of as we were both Springsteen fans, or am I just delusional and probably equate everything to Springsteen? <laughs> You're definitely not delusional. Um, but um, it's, it's not really conscious. I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, a lot of the reference points, like that's where I grew up. You know, I grew up in New Jersey. I mean, I lived in New Jersey for 27 years. I basically just moved out from my parents' house, to be honest. Um, <laughs> By the way, I love you know, your parents. Uh, By the way, your parents are the best. They're great. Uh, it's nice that they let me stay rent-free. Um, but, uh, you know, this was... Uh, Wait a second. They let you stay rent-free? You didn't pay off their house yet? No, actually, I, 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 I was... It's funny how that works, because before I was in, like, a commercially successful band, like, everyone thought that, like, you know, all the people in the neighborhood was like, oh, he's, like, some loser driving around the country in a van smoking pot. <laughs> and then when fun got big, it's like you can't win. And then everyone was like, well, I guess he's mentally ill, because he still lives at home. So there's just... There's, there's no way to pull off living at home is what I've learned, which is unfortunate because I think living at home is great. Oh, that would your parents are like the coolest people on earth, so I imagine it's got to be a blast living there. Yeah, where else do I want to live? Um, well, you could do like Elvis did. You could just move him into like a guest house or something. That that's that would have been the move if I didn't if I didn't just bite the ball and move out. <laughs> but um, but the point is, I, you know, I grew up in New Jersey and lived there my whole life, and that's you know these reference points. Obviously, Springsteen is 
probably my biggest influence, but it's also, you know, it's real for me. Like, I, I spend my days driving up and down the parkway. That's where I hear music. That's where I think, you know, that's where I have important thoughts is when I'm alone in the car is being on the parkway, being on the turnpike. You know, like, growing up outside of New York City in Jersey is such a specific feeling. Um, and it's really rooted in everything that Bleachers is. And it's funny, on a separate note, you guys are going to be sharing a bill as fun with Springsteen and the East Street Band a few weeks from now in Texas. Yeah, I found that out like three days ago, and it's the coolest thing that's ever happened. It's funny, I knew, I've known for a while, I've probably known for a couple of months, <laughs> and I was so tempted, you know. No way. I was so tempted, like, to text you, and I was like, well, wait a second. I don't know whether I should or not. Maybe he doesn't know yet. Maybe the deal's not finalized. Maybe it's this. Maybe it's that. And a couple, you know, like last year, I was a best man at a wedding, and the the bride was pregnant, and you know they were getting married before she got pregnant, so it wasn't like a shotgun wedding. But and I did the toast, and at the rehearsal dinner a couple nights before, they had um, told us the name of the baby and the gender and stuff. So in the toast, I toasted the baby who was also going to be there and said his name. And then I got screamed at for like ruining her gender reveal cupcake at the end of the night or something. <laughs> so I felt so. I, so now I've been very conscious of like blowing somebody's secrets. So I didn't know whether that was going to be like a big secret or not, or whether you hadn't known yet, or whether that was. So I was like, okay, I'm not saying anything. I'm going to wait till he says something. Well, I, I just found out, but you know, in general, kind of my deal with men, the you know, people imagine me as like, tell me when it's con- confirmed. Don't don't tell me before that because I don't want to get excited. And especially with something like this, it's like I don't want to hear about possibly opening for Springsteen. Like, tell me if it's real. I was gonna fly down for that anyway because seeing them in Texas is always cool. Now with you guys there, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna do it, even though it's a Sunday night, which means I might have to do my show from the road or pre-tape or do something but it's gonna no it's gonna be a circuit it's gonna be a hundred thousand people there you gotta come oh yeah, it's gonna be the coolest thing we'll figure it out uh let's get back to bleachers obviously since that's what we're talking about right now we can talk bruce anytime um there's a full-length album coming soon that you discuss it's on rca records which was a bit of a shock because i guess since i thought maybe it'd be fueled by ramen obviously each deal you do is separate so why did you choose rca or no it's it's not a weird thing it was um it, you know, it, it just was uh, basically no weird feelings on either side. It's just kind of without getting too into the details, it's how things ended up. And, um, you know, it's cool. Like, I, well, the one thing with Bleachers, which plays into your question, is, like, it's important for it to exist in its own identity across the board, whether that's, like, songs, imagery, band members, everything down to it being on a different label. So I just think it's good for... It's good for for the project to exist in as many different places as possible just so it doesn't feel like it's all jumbling into one thing. You know, I always had that with Fun, I always kept that different. And with Steel Train, I always kept it different. And I just think that, like, um, you know, you work hard on these things, they deserve to have their own identities. No, it makes sense. And we're going to do more on the album when it comes out, and we're going to dig into tracks. So we look forward to having you back in and really delving deep into all these songs. Bleacher's doing some gigs at South by Southwest in L.A. Also, Late Night with Seth Meyers on March 26th. And then also Brooklyn on March 27th. And perhaps even an Anything Anything New Jersey gig as well, as my people are talking to your people. And uh, for the live show, I got a question for you. Will it be a full band? Are you going to put together a band for this? Yep, there's more... Um, you know, we're, we're practicing this, this whole week, kind of as we speak. There's going to be five of us on stage, and it's uh, it's, it's a full-on thing. I mean, you know, there's without giving too much away. No, no I don't want you to give anything away. That's why I was. There's the 
two drummers and a whole world of synthesizers. It's just going to be um, it's going to be as, as grandiose as your intro. Oh, I can't! I cannot wait. And then, and by the way, if you want me to do the intro for you in Brooklyn, I could do the uh, intro to bring you on stage for your first ever New York gig. Um, no, now, one, no one does an intro like you. We'll talk about that. We get a couple of weeks away from that. Um, and will you be reinterpreting some of your Steel Train or Fun songs, or maybe even do versions of the songs that you've written for others, like the Taylor Swift song or the Tegan and Sarah song? Will you? Is that something that comes through your mind thinking about that? I have come through my mind. My feeling on that is like. That that sort of seems to me a little more down the road. Like I think these initial performances, I just want to keep it just bleachers, you know, because I'm basically going to be playing the album pretty much front to back at these first shows, um, and that's an intense thing. And I kind of want to just go out there and just do it as it is. And you know, I've never had the experience of doing that for any other band, Steel Train or Fun. Like I've toured so much, we've had songs that we worked out on tour, and then we go record, and certain songs make it, and these would be like live versions that exist. And this is the first time that I'm going out and just. There's a finished album, and I'm going to play it front to back. Oh, no, that's very cool. So that, that actually answers my next question, because you know, of course, that I love covers, and I was wondering whether a cover or two would sneak in. And, well, and no, I, I'm going to do a cover. But oh, okay. But okay, you'll, okay. You'll okay. Yeah, that's, that's different. Okay, no, okay. Because, you know, by the way, Springsteen on his tour in Australia and New Zealand covered ACDC's Highway to Hell, the Bee Gees' Staying Alive, In Excesses Don't Change, and he even covered Lord's Royals in a style that only Springsteen can. So I was just curious, as you know, how much I did covers, and maybe that's something where you were reinterpreting it. I'm glad to hear you're going to be in the cover. I don't want to know what it is. I want to be surprised, obviously. You will be. <laughs> Good. And, I, and I, I, know, I know you're extremely busy and you've got a ton going on. And, you know, and I always appreciate you taking the time that you do on the show. Going back all the way back to 2010. Can you believe 2010 we started doing this on the radio with you? It's crazy. I think you were literally probably the first radio that ever played anything I was involved with. And I appreciate that, I, obviously, that anytime we need you to come on, you're able to come on, and that's very cool. I'm going to let you pick the next song. So is there anything you feel like hearing? You could, you know, we just talked about Springsteen covering Lord or the Bee Gees, or you could pick some by Steel Train, Fun, Tegan and Sour, or maybe something new you're digging, or if you just want to get an extra seven cents in royalties, I can play I Want to Get Better Again. Whatever you want to do, pick anything, I will play it. I, I assume I can literally pick anything, right? No, no dude, you, you've you've witnessed the show in in person. It's literally yeah. anything. All right. Well, in, the, in in knowing that I can actually pick anything, um, I just finished recording a song, and like the sonic inspiration for it was Tom Waits' Downtown Train, specifically oh. that snare sound. So what I really want to hear right now is Downtown Train, but the Tom Waits version, no one's cover. That, that's um, what I'm really itching to hear at the moment. No, no, you got that. And by the way, when you and when you come on, I want to get into that Billy Joel debate that you uh, got a thing going on Twitter about the underappreciation of Billy Joel. So I want to spend a bunch of time on that as well. Yeah, I got a lot to say about it. Well, no, I'm re- well, dude, dude, you're almost busier than me, and that's pretty much impossible. But I, I want to. We, uh, we're going to lock you down, and we're going to get this all done. We're going to get you. Yeah, you know, we're going to lock it in. But anyway, I appreciate your time, and let's uh, play Tom Waits. Downtown train. I want to thank Jack from Bleachers, and we will be doing a lot of stuff with him very, very soon. Thanks, Rich. Outside another yellow moon, a hole in the nighttime. Yes, I climb to the window and down to the street. I'm shining like a new dime Downtown trends of food Follows Brooklyn 
Watch a massive fall. Oh, baby, they all have heart attacks. 